With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. We're back, second night in a row. Hopefully, you enjoyed our live stream last night with Michael Sipes. You could find him at FF Blitz, and he is part of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. All great guys over there. We strongly recommend checking them out. A very special guest tonight. Uh, but before we get into that, I'd like to talk to you about our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. So I've been looking for a new challenge, which is why I'm playing Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football this season. Dynasty Owner Fantasy Football unites the fun and excitement of fantasy football with the skill and strategy of the front office. Dynasty Owner is the only way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, adding the strategy of running an NFL franchise. Dynasty Owner provides a unique challenge for diehard fantasy football fanatics. So go to DynastyOwner.com forward slash rewind. Leagues are forming right now. We've all been in a league where the winner just got lucky like pork man every time he wins a league if you're like me and know you're better than most what? dynasty owner gives you the platform to prove it dynasty owner favors skilled players who can manage a roster using real nfl salaries within the salary cap it adds an entirely new level of strategy so go to dynastyowner.com forward slash rewind and validate your fantasy football skills today dynasty owner start your dynasty today so moving on we are welcoming back for the second night in a row pork man what's going on pork man not much, man. I had to try to get away from the wife again. It's just like two nights in a row, eight o'clock. Uh, we have one scheduled yeah. for tomorrow night too, so make sure you're ready for that. I'm well, just, you trying to give me a divorce? No. I'm, well, if you do, you can move up here. I'm just kidding. Um, so, Porkman, thank you for sneaking away and making his triumphant return to the podcast after only a one week absence. Nate, how's it going, Nate? Hey, um, I was here last week. Well, you weren't here last night, so that counts. Towards it. What? One so night absence. Sorry, night. one night absence. I'm sorry. It's it's right. been a really long day. I was <laughs> in charge. I was, I was in charge <laughs> at the shop today, and uh, the people I work with are idiots. Porkman, can you see my finger? Okay. Um. So. Nah, nah. I need my glasses <laughs> like you. So, um, I, and I'm looking at the private chat here. So let's welcome in our guest. We have stepmom Lauren Lauren Carpenter. So. Welcome, Lauren. It's been Hi. nice to have you on. We've been talking back and forth for a while, so welcome. Are you sure it's nice to have me on, or are you regretting this yet? <laughs> I am not <laughs> regretting this. I regret <laughs> nothing except for waking up and going to work every day. That is the only thing I regret. Yeah, but, well, you know, it happens. It happens. Before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? 
Well, I am a Scorpio. Um, I'm kidding. I'm actually not. I am a Scorpio <laughs> in real life. But, you know, hey, there's there's that. Long walks on the beach are cool, too, except when you live in Florida. And um, it's 3,000 degrees outside. No bueno. But um, I am a fantasy football writer and analyst for the Fantasy Footballers, also a contributor at uh, Fantasy Pros, and also now at Roto World. So I'm kind of all over the place. So if you don't like to read my stuff, sorry, there's going to be more of it. Just ignore it. I don't really care. Uh, but please come find me all over social media, Stepmom Lauren. I love talking with y'all. I love getting, you know, down and nitty gritty into fantasy. It's almost here. You guys, football is almost here. I am so excited. And you guys can find all my work on my website. It's stepmomlauren.com. Do not Google it, especially on a work computer or around your family. Um, that's not me. That is one that came prior to me. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it happens. It's real. I have overtaken the other one. Hopefully, let's just leave it at that. I must do for work. I just want to say, you don't know whether or not she actually did come before you, but that's a story for another day. Ooh, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, hopefully, I didn't make you choke on whatever you're drinking over there. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I could have gone real south real fast. <laughs> but uh, so, listen, welcome. Hopefully, you're. Uh, how many Tito's in are you? You said uh, you were going to have a couple beforehand tonight it's been yeah it's been pretty light you know um it is friday but it, you know four or five that's it's okay. you know great not, not a big deal but so this is my just for anyone who thinks that i'm now just an absolute lush correct but this is a nice like 30 ounce yeti very big thank you to my girl faith at ff leap of faith this says this is probably tito's just go Follow. ahead and just just cross this off. It goes, this is Tito's. And big so. shout out to Faith. Definitely <laughs> big follow shout her. Out to Faith. She's fantastic. She's wonderful. She's yeah. Awesome. And we do the women of fantasy football together. We can, we can talk about that a little bit later. But this is 30 ounces. I do one shot of vodka, and the rest of it is carbonated water okay. with um, just a splash of – I've added ginger ale now. I really like the sweetness to it. It does kind of take away from the tartness of the lime and lemon juice that I put a little dab into it too. So there's a lot of other liquids in my cocktail besides just <laughs> – straight Tito's. I promise. You're staying hydrated as well, which is important, especially living in Florida. I know. Well, it's also known as hell. So if you just say hell, I'll know exactly where you're talking about. I don't know how you do it. I went, uh, my wife and I went down to Florida one year, like end of August, early September. Poor timing. Poor choice. It was for her birthday. Never mind. Great choice. I remember. um, (laughs) So we're standing there in Miami and I have a light green shirt on and I just looked down and I just watched myself. We're waiting for a taxi sweat through my shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was real. it was terrible. I don't know how anybody does it. Um, so Florida, I'm sorry. I don't hate you. I just wouldn't live in you. You live in a swimsuit. I mean, this is what I'm wearing right now. You, I mean, that's, that's what you wear. You have to wear swimming garb. You know, it's nice and it, it's, you know, wicking, if you will. You know, it dries right. a little bit faster than other materials. Um, yeah. And like, so just the normal wardrobe, dudes, board shorts, chicks, like swimming suits, Lightweight t-shirt, pair of shorts, and you are now overdressed for Florida. All right. Well, my wife would love that. I do not like that. Um, I'd rather <laughs> live in the mountains where it's colder and everyone's covered. That's just me. So I'm also a cranky old man, according to my wife. But hey, let's get into it. Um, what's that name? And us. Yes. Yeah. I just going to say, we said the same thing. Earlier. <laughs> All I did was turn the fan on. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you guys. You know because- what? You know, bodily functions happen when you're that age. Am I right, Michael? So you had to turn a fan on. Lauren, yeah, hot flash. You, you dissipate been, it. You've been live with, for us for like six minutes and 25 seconds. You're already instigating. So, <laughs> Wait, you haven't met me before, have you? No, we, we've talked before. <laughs> so. 
but let's let's talk about some um, let's talk about some zero strategy. Okay, so uh, I want to share with you guys real quick the reason that Lauren is on the show. Aside from being awesome, let's see if I can make this work. Did it work? Solid. Hey, it worked. Look at that. So this is the article that you want to check out. And this is over at fantasypros.com. It's still so weird seeing my work on fantasy pros. I don't think I'll ever get over it. Is it scrolling right now? Yes, it is. Okay, great. Yeah, so we're, we're scrolling. I just wasn't sure because I had to go back to the screen. So um, this is the article that I was telling you guys about. You definitely want to check that out. It is a fantastic article. And like I said, it's over at fantasypros.com. And what I'm going to go ahead and do is when we promote the show, I'm going to send a link to the article out as well so everybody can can definitely check that out and I, I definitely think that you should but how do i make it unsure now okay great we're back um this is still all really really new to me i love you You're doing a great job i'm jealous yeah, that was actually really good Mike. i'm yeah, still, solid. still surprised. thank you my ego needed a massive boost after that so um <laughs> but Lauren, I'm, I'm just curious before we get into it what made you decide to write an article about this now zero running back zero anything strategy seems to be kind of a hot topic on fantasy twitter these days is that part of the reason you decided to tackle it i was told to write about it Perfect. so I mean, i'm kidding i'm kidding i i wanted to do that um i i really like experimenting with different draft strategies right because i don't know how many leagues you're in it could be one it could be two but even if you're if you're only in one you know how much the draft changes from year to year right everything is always dynamic and it's always fluid so i love experimenting with all of these different zero skilled position if you will insert position here strategy and roster construction strategies just to kind of see what works and you know is there a way to do a hybrid of all of them and put them all together and it's something i don't think i would ever actually ever do so it is fun to experiment with it just to kind of see what happens and it forces you to really look at players that you may have otherwise maybe not really paid much attention to, but when you are doing this strategy in mock drafts, you're kind of forced to, right? And and then you're forced to see these players, what environments have changed. Maybe they weren't that exciting, but maybe there's some other things around them that are going to make them have a breakout this year. Maybe there's a new coach. Maybe there's, you know, changes to the offensive line. So it kind of forces you to get, you know, creative um, with drafting, but it's, it's definitely different. You're talking about new, and there's a new sheriff in town. His name is Troy King, but he's not going to be around for long if he's making statements about the host like this, that I'm a cranky old man. <laughs> I warned you about him earlier. Looking at Hi, you. Hi, Troy. Good, sir. But, uh, Troy's awesome. He's fantastic. Glad to have him around. Um, obviously, our intern, Sean, is checking in. Sean, hopefully you're taking notes. And <laughs> Troy, don't get upset because you got torched by stepmom today. So. Um, this will happen. We were also. just saying that he was smooth and mild mannered, and he took that as a gigantic insult. So then we had to keep <laughs> going with it. I mean, come on. It's like, but, here's a rope. Don't pull it. What are you going to do? Pull the rope. Exactly. And uh, big shout out to Jordan again. He was the one that designed our cool banner for the YouTube channel. Um, so check out Jordan Richardson. Is it Richards or Richards? Richards. It's just Richards. I'm sorry. Forgive okay. me, Jordan. At Chaboy Rich on Twitter, C H A. Boy, Richardson, Rich, sorry, I'm old. I'm old and cranky. What can I tell you? Yeah, I know. I got the hands going all everywhere too. So um, tell me more about this article though. So looking back at it here, um, players to target. We're just going to go right here. Round one, Michael Thomas or Devontae Adams. Round two, Chris Godwin or Julio Jones. Mm -hmm. And you have standard scoring in here too, correct? Yeah, so this was interesting. Does anyone still play that? Um, they, it was there, you know? So I was like, okay, okay, I'm in a league where we do play standard. However, 
We have ridiculous amounts of bonuses. So at the end of a week, our score should look somewhere between 150 to over 200 points, even in standard scoring. But we have so many bonuses that it kind of makes up for it. But still where the ADP does, it does kind of fall in line with standard. And just in case there are people that do still play standard because it is still a thing. I didn't want to jip anyone on this because there's a big difference when you're talking about um, who you want to target in this strategy between PPR and between standard, especially when you're going later round on running backs, like uh, the difference between Matt Breida or Jordan Howard, which are going to be very specific depending on how your league scores. So when I was going through this, I kept seeing big differences in names. So I was like, I have to find a way to make sure that I let people know this is for PPR and this is for standard. Sometimes there's a crossover on both of them. So it didn't really matter. But to be consistent, I wanted to, you know, get all three of those uh, full PPR, half PPR and uh, standard in there just to be on the safe side. So I didn't lead anyone too far astray. Yeah, that, that is fantastic. So just looking down here. It's just um, called more work and it took me longer. That's that's really what happened. <laughs> this, I'll tell you right anymore but um and the reason why is it's easier to do a podcast and i'm better with the spoken word than i am with the written word so um, yeah, writing's I mean, hard it, it, it is it is really really hard um and it takes a lot of time too and then there's a whole process and mm -hmm. you know there have been times where i found and maybe i'm sure you guys have all found this too um by the time something's ready to be published your information's outdated yeah, that's and that's the hardest part. I have a Bachelor of Tough. Journalism from the University of Missouri. So writing has always been a big passion of mine. I've always wanted to publish a book like this, just something I really love to do. So it comes naturally to me, but it's still very difficult. And I have to tell you that I have a team behind me, editors and people who look through my stuff and then, you know, still things, you know, fall through the cracks. They, they slip through because there's so much information in there. But, you know, hats off to editors saving, mm -hmm. saving yeah. writers lives yeah. every day. Yeah. How about it? <laughs> Our good friend of the show, J. Mike, checking in. J. Mike! Oh, hi, Dad! J. Mike, check out the Open Bar. Fantastic podcast. Um, great guys over there. Mm, and J. Sure. J. Mike, the best podcast voice ever. ever. I want him to read me bedtime stories. Seriously. Everybody does, except <laughs> when he had myself, Samantha Holt. Oh, my gosh. And who else was on there? Uh, Monday Mommy and somebody else. I can't remember. Uh, it was... Uh, about a month ago and it was just all women and poor ff man bun and j mike i've never heard him at a loss for words like he didn't he couldn't transition he couldn't segue he's just like where why are we talking about boxer briefs what is happening and he just wanted to like disappear into like the background and he couldn't we just put him on blast the whole time and speaking of which uh, Travis Seal from True North Fantasy Football j mike can you narrate my life please yes, yes. but you have to do it in a canadian accent so a? Um, that will, how would that work? Well, Just say A, you're good. Yeah. He's Canadian, so. I know, but J. Mike isn't. Well, he, he can do it. Um, and he, he said that he appreciates me, and he wanted to melt into a puddle. So. I mean, he admitted it. It's not, this ain't new. He, he, he was just like, I, I'm never doing this again, I think is what came out of his mouth. <laughs> he was bad. So. For my research today, I went on fantasypros.com and I got it, I got some ADP. Um, in case you don't know, because some people don't, ADP is average draft position. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is for redraft. Um, so it is pretty current. It was of yesterday that I printed it out. Didn't realize I was printing out all 15 pages. Um, wasn't really my intention here. Uh, there is also, so I will say it's going to, some of the 
spots might be a little wonky. There is kickers and there's uh, defense and special teams in here, but a lot of redraft leagues still have that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, stop trying to get rid of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like to each his own. To each his own. Like, but for redraft, just keep it. Also, Lauren, are you more of a redraft or dynasty player? What What's your forte? What would you consider? I am a far more a redraft girl. I am okay. in my very first two dynasty leagues this year, and I gotta say, y'all, you're crazy. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I, I just like I'm a win now person, so I, I know mm-hmm. it's gonna take me a couple years to wrap my brain around wanting to be the Cleveland Browns and go 0 and 16, but you have a lot of draft picks the next Shot year. I guess fired. that's like a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm like, uh, yeah, you can have my 2023 first round draft pick for <laughs> Camara. Sure. Like, what is this? It, it just, I, I don't get it, but that was new I, last am, year. I am learning. I am, I yes. am trying absorb but i'm still a win now person so i mean i will my dynasty team is a lot of redraft guys like older gentlemen who may not be around for very long but i'm sorry i want to win so it is what it is (laughs) i'm not very good at it yet a lot of people get bogged down in you know you want to collect all these draft picks and you want to draft like i've seen people like in startup drafts have like a whole team of rookies Mm -hmm. that's great for you know five years from now yeah but if you're playing in a money league like why aren't you just trying to win now Yes, thank you. And these leagues I'm in are money leagues. I'm like, I did not pay you X now. amount of money to be like, I didn't win anything. First round draft pick. Like, right. no. If I win the first year, I have my buy-in usually for, you know, for the next like eight years. I can win. Why not win now the first year? That's the I like your sense. math, Nate. I like that math. <laughs> or you should, you should try a campus kitten league then. Yeah, how about that? i to get really crazy. I can't do that. No, that's, that's and like the, the, the Devi, all of the. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, thank yeah. you. No, thank well, you. I'll tell you what. If one of uh, if an opening in one of my twenty dynasty leagues opens up, I will <laughs> gladly let you know, and you could hop right on in there. Do you play any IDP as well? Well, uh, no, not like the official IDP, but in my home league, the one with crazy scoring, we do have one defensive player that we that we play. So not really, but also not not at all. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. It does. I do like the idea of IDP, though. I, I think if people like Dynasty and the idea of being a GM of a real team, you should kind of like IDP as well because you're just adding another aspect on it. And I love playing at least the one league we have our one defensive player. I mean, it's a little bit of research, and you can get a guy who's going to give you 15 points on you know three sacks and four tackles and you're done and you literally just won because of that defensive guy that you put just a little bit of extra time, maybe five, 10 minutes to go do a little research on the waiver wire to pick them up. I, I love that. It, it's great too. And you know, that's a whole other game too. Mm-hmm. So check out our podcast from last week. Uh, talking some IDP with Oklahoma Doug. I love saying his name like that too. He's uh, wonderful. He's fantastic. I love him. He was so much fun to have on too. Um, you should just go and just look at like five minutes of the video. That from our last week on, on our YouTube page, he has like this, I don't even like a holograph behind him. And he kept leaning back and like blending into it. It was tiger. It, it was just <laughs> tiger. It was, it was just. <laughs> so Laura, before the show, you said that when we're going zero strategy for anything, we're usually starting in roughly the sixth round, right? Yes. Sixth round or later. Yes. Okay. So starting off the sixth round right away, we're just going to start with the running back. Uh, after Terry McLaurin is David Montgomery, then DeAndre Swift, Mark Ingram, Raheem Mostert, Kareem Hunt. I mean, that's some some pretty good guys right off the bat right there. So you think about it, a guy like Nick Chubb is going to be going 
first round. Yep. Right. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe second, depending on, on the league structure. If it's super flex, he might go in the second round, but um, of these guys here, Montgomery, Swift, Ingram, Mostert, Kareem Hunt. I want everybody's opinion. Who are we taking out of this bunch? And this is interesting because, you know, we talk about how when you write an article, things change so rapidly. Um, the ADP on the guys are already different from when I wrote this article a couple weeks ago. So the players that I have are James White in PPR, I think is a huge target that I would go for. But out of the guys you talked about, I love Kareem Hunt, but I love Raheem Mostert, I think the best, especially in a, in a PPR format. I think that's a, I think that's pretty in fuego. But remember, this is going to be your RB1. Don't forget that. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, Nate, what about you? Would you agree with that? Or would you be, as a Ravens fan, more inclined to go with Mark Ingram if this was redraft? Oh, and uh, I didn't hear Mark Ingram was in there. I would go with Mark Ingram. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, then, Nate, are you? I'm going to go right? Raheem Mostert. You're I still going to go Raheem Mostert. I love Mostert. Okay. I have so many shares of him across all my redraft and dynasty leagues. Um, he's always been cheap. He still is cheap. And uh, people got scared when he asked for a trade. And what happened? The 49ers went out and gave him more money to keep him. So I'm not scared of Telvin Coleman. I'm not scared of Jarek McKinnon. Mostert is the man. He was the most efficient running back. And you can say it was because of the offensive line. But the offensive line only got better. They got Trent Williams. Uh -huh. So there is nothing wrong with Raheem Mostert as your RB1. Yeah. Also, the only person afraid of Tevin Coleman is Tevin Coleman. <laughs> yeah. You're okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't know how he He's didn't okay. get that job. Well, Tevin Coleman literally took over the Tevin Coleman role in that offense. I mean, so this really not all that terrifying. So I I agree. It, it's very, very difficult to decide between Hunt, Ingram, and Mostert. I don't think you can really go wrong there. I'm about upset it? about the four touchdowns that Jeff Wilson will take throughout the year. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> it's the a, just there's snipering going on everywhere. But that's that's the fun of it. You or not fun of it when you're like, yeah. no. Or maybe that's just me that does that. I don't know. Porkman, what about you? What do you think about out of this grouping here? Oh, David I think Montgomery, I'll probably right? be a little bit. Yeah, actually. Um, David Montgomery for me. I'm going to rep uh, the BZB because I know he's in love with um, with David Montgomery. So I'm going to go with him. He's going to get a whole bunch of touches because uh, other than Tariq Cohen, who else is there on the team going to take carries from him? He's going to get at least 200 the 250 carries, probably ladder, ladder to the 250 carries. So I'm going to go with him. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully, uh, Mitch Trubisky isn't there. So if they give the ball he's to He's going to be Nick, there, man. I, I know. He's probably going to start, too, because the, the, there's no preseason. So there's not really a – you can't have so, so much competition in practice. They got to get game uh, – some, some some type of game film in there. So it's going to go with Trubisky. But I think they're going to upgrade the offensive line. And uh, David Montgomery will be the guy. Also, David Montgomery is looking really good this offseason. Have you seen really his workout has. pictures? Yeah, he's been he's working ripped. out with uh with Mike Rish, FF Rish from uh, Twitter. Yeah. That was his physical therapist. And he said he's gonna have a good year this year. He looks uh, really good. I just Drop love his weight. contact balance too. Chef, so, shut up with the Cordell Patterson. So Chef is checking in <laughs> instead of logging on and being on the podcast. He says it's Cordell Patterson season. Um same thing. Jordan Richards saying the same thing, and he's also saying Porkman's not doing his homework. Well, you're so. not doing your homework, Jordan. <laughs> Mr. Canada. Oh, I love you, Jordan. Yeah, we love Jordan. He's great. So let's uh, let's move on to the seventh round. And there's a lot of there's a lot of big names here. Okay. So if you're going zero strategy for any position here, um, we got Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, 
James White. So he slid a little bit. Yes. Uh, since when you did your article, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, as they would say up north, Rob Gronkowski's one spot behind him, Rojo. So three bucks in a row. Um, one man who I will never have on any of my teams unless I do. And then in which case I'm a massive hypocrite. That's Will Fuller. And we have Drew Brees, Josh Allen, and Matt Ryan. So. so Interesting gonna, round here. Yeah. So it's going to, and again, this has all changed since when I wrote my article, but it's going to depend on what strategy you're talking about, obviously, because if you're doing a zero RB strategy, you can't afford to go to any other position in these next at least three rounds other than to usurp as many running backs as possible. So all those other ones, just get them out and, and have them be done. Don't even, as hard as it was to do the zero RB strategy and not take one until the sixth round, have strength. You can do it. You can absolutely do it. Um, and again, I'm loving that James White is falling into the seventh. He, I would just snatch him up in in a hot minute. Um, I'm looking at actually the fantasy footballers ADP, and there's another name too falling, which is Cam Akers. I would avoid Cam Akers myself simply because I, who the heck knows what is going on in that yeah, that team that went to LA, not the Chargers. I don't know what's going <laughs> on in their backfield. I don't want to say their name. Who knows? Because, you know, they're like, Daryl Henderson, you're so great. And then Malcolm Brown was like, hold my beer, watch this. And then it was just like, what is going on? Who knows? And Todd Gurley's like, hey, I'm okay over here. And they're like, no, go away. He's like, fine, see ya. I'll be RB1 in Atlanta. What? You think he so will? there's trouble there. You think he'll be a running back one this year? There's no competition. If you're telling me Edo Smith and Brian Hill are going to be like – you know, taking his volume away. No. And he can be involved in the passing game. This is going to be a high volume passing from Matt Ryan. It is going to be a crazy year for Julio Jones, crazy year for Calvin Ridley, crazy year for Matt Ryan. It's going to be a crazy year for Hayden Hurst in the last, like, I want to say eight weeks, give him a few minutes to, you know, get good in that offense. And Todd Gurley's going to feast. They have him for a one year deal. They're going to run like his, his knees off, you know, yeah. and, or they're just going to replace it. Maybe he's already halfway bionic and we just don't know. Maybe. And uh, I thought he was limping. Yeah, to okay. everyone, Sean's power is back on. So, <laughs> in case anyone was wondering, Sean got his power back, everybody. So, thank I'm you. I'm sorry, Sean. Daily occurrence here in Florida. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah. Because there's actually a very funny video on TikTok, but um, it's it's how hurricanes just don't bother Floridians. We're like, eh, whatever. Because every day at three, we get like a torrential downpour that is lightning. In fact, lightning struck a tree in front of our house a couple days ago. We lose, you know, power flickers. We don't have any internet for 15 minutes. And then we all think we're going to die because we can't log on to check <laughs> IG and Twitter. And then everything comes back on. You look outside, your backyard's flooded. You know, you got branches, you know, hanging over your car. That's every day, every day. That you sounds awesome. like three o'clock. Yep. It only lasts for like, eh, I want to say like 25 minutes, but you know, it's every day. So let me ask you this here in the seventh round here. If we're choosing between, let's say you're punting the tight end position. You didn't take Travis Kelsey. You didn't take Mark Andrews, but you have to choose between Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry or Rob Gronkowski. So everyone seems to be saying about the Gronk, you know, they think that he's just going to take a year off and slide right back in and be a pro bowl caliber um, tight end. I, I say no. Um, I'm apparently wrong. Many people have told me that, which is fine. Yeah. Slide in my DMs. I don't care. I don't think um, you're wrong. I don't. I want. I don't want any. I don't want none of those guys. No. I'm well, waiting. People, I'm waiting I see people in end. startups or redrafts taking um, Gronkowski over guys like Ertz. I saw one. I, I did see that in a redraft league, and I was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" He's like, "Wow, no, Ertz is always doing just say good job." He was, was it, like, "Was it best ball?" 
No, it was it was a regular. You said redraft. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't like any of those guys in those rounds. Don't waste it. Use those rounds to get those super high upside wide receivers. And if you miss out on the you know top four elite guys, there are small not to say smaller, but there's later names that you guys can target that I am targeting, and I have no problem having two or three tight ends on my squad that I take super late, and they are Chris Herndon. They are Blake Jarwin, I absolutely, um, and Mike Kosicki. Um, I like Tyler Higby a lot. I don't like him at this price when I can get um, a better upside l- later. I mean, Chris Herndon had a rookie beast year with Sam Darnold, and we forget about him because he got, well, he was suspended for four weeks, and then he was yeah. like, hi, football, and then he's like, ow, my hamstring, and then was gone for the rest of the season. So yeah. we, we forgot about how productive he was. He he made the Pro Bowl as a rookie tight end. Who does that? Yeah. Chris Herndon. So I'm yeah. really excited for him to come back. He already has that established chemistry with Sam Darnold um, in with this kind of weird abbreviated offseason that we have. I think that is even more money you know, than – doing than taking reps. And then Blake Jarwin's like the, the, the de facto Witten air. And he yep. scored three touchdowns on 41 targets with 31 receptions as like the tight end too. when Jason Witten had 82 targets and four touchdowns. Now yep. we have Mike McCarthy in that Dallas offense who throws the ball. Well, wants to throw the ball a lot more than Jason Garrett did. who was like, The offense runs through Ezekiel Elliott. That's not how Mike McCarthy really thinks. So I think it's going to be an even higher passing volume in Dallas. So give me Blake Jarwin. There's nobody else there either. So there's later names I would much rather target for the upside. And if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. I didn't waste it, but I can still sub in some other guys from the waiver wire or whoever else I picked up for their upside. That's true. And I, I do think that Dak's going to have a great year. He's going to throw for like 5,000 yards. Yes, I think he's going to have a great year. Agreed. And they're going to go 8-8 eight and eight and not make the playoffs. So Probably. Uh, Mike, yeah. I want to talk about a wide receiver here in the seventh round that I absolutely love. Real quick, it is misspelled, but Shane from Dynasty Trades HQ told me that Toy looked pretty tonight, but uh, I look pretty tonight. So thank you, Shane. I do appreciate that. And, is that uh, Shane I... is the worst? Yes, Shane it is. Yeah. Using the... We do love Shane. Um, Nate, a wide receiver that you want to talk about, go for it. Yeah, so it might be a hot take, but I'm going to say that Michael Gallup is the wide receiver one on the Dallas Cowboys this year. I don't hate that. Not hot at all. Keep going. No, I, I like this a lot, but but go on, Nate. Michael Gallup. I mean, Amari Cooper's going to move to the slot. And if he doesn't move to the slot, then he's screwed. That's all I got to say. They better yeah. put Cooper in the slot because he cannot play outside against NFL cornerbacks, not consistently. So Michael Gallup can, and he can get yards after the catch. He can catch the ball down the field. Last year, he out-targeted Amari Cooper. I know Cooper dealt with injuries, but he out-targeted him per game. He put up more yards uh, per game. I mean, Michael Gallup is right there and taking another step. And we're all overlooking it. We think that he's behind Amari Cooper. We think that CeeDee Lamb went there, so that hurts Michael Gallup. Not with As we just talked about how many passing yards they're going to have and how many passing attempts they're going to have. It doesn't matter that CeeDee Lamb is there. Randall Cobb had 800 yards last year. That's true. If CeeDee Lamb takes 800 yards, there's still a thousand something yards for Michael Gallup. There's, so, a, there's a lot of vacated targets for sure. And there's going to be more touchdowns from Michael Gallup than there are going to be from Amari Cooper. Amari I Cooper that- needs to look into the mirror, right? In that reflection, you know, because everything's always opposite when you look in the mirror. And so the real Amari Cooper that represents I do well at home is going to look at his reflection, which is going to represent I do well away. And then whenever he actually travels, he sends his reflection on the damn plane oh. to go play on the road because he's terrible on the road. And this is a thing. 
that's called home road splits. He's not very good. So I think a wide receiver is going to be able to take advantage of this. And, and like you said, it, it cannot happen when you have that many passing yards and yep. there's going to be chemistry. And like I said, an abbreviated offseason that has to be there in an offense that's going to throw more. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I right. predict that he scores, he outscores Mark Cooper this year. I don't hate that Ooh. at all. I tried to trade for Michael Gallup in my home league and the guy refused because I'm an Eagles fan. He's like, uh, I'm like, um, he's like, well, you I don't want, want a cowboy. Player. I'm like, I'm trying to trade for him because I'm trying to win my play. league, man. Yeah. Like, don't tell me what I what want. What an odd like, answer. No, you don't want this. Like, yeah. That's like what a parent tells their child when they don't want to share ice cream. Like, this is spicy. You don't want it. Like, <laughs> my, uh, my daughter doesn't like ice cream, oddly. Maybe she's only one and a half. Maybe she thinks it's too cold. I don't know. <laughs> well, if she likes spinach, that's not a bad thing. She does like spinach. See, so. there you go. She's yeah. freaking healthy. I want to be her when I grow yep. young. That's uh, just like <laughs> her mom. So, hey, let's move on to the eighth round. So there's a lot of good stuff right here. Um, I don't know about the first two, but the rest of it's pretty decent. So Debo Samuel is injured right now. And I did see today that it looks like the 49ers are going to be bringing in some some guys to start the season with Debo being hurt. But it's still Jalen Hurd season as far as I'm concerned. Nate, I think you're a Jalen Hurd fan as well, right? I like Jalen Hurd. I like Ayuk. I like Kendrick Bourne. I don't know who's going to be the next. <laughs> Speaking of sniping, Kendrick Bourne, man. But I love him. Yeah, okay. he's fun. I mean, I don't really well, want him on my team, but. He's got talent. So I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I, want... would... I take Bourne. Absolutely. Yeah. Late. Really late. Why not? I Why like not? Ayuk though out of those three options probably. I don't because of COVID. Not enough. Not enough reps. Not, not enough time. chemistry. Not enough time. Dynasty. Yes. Redraft this year. No. Okay. Uh, so the I rest of it. the round, we have Marvin Jones, Jordan Howard, Brandon Cooks. Um, I think he was mentioned before. Maybe J.K. Dobbins, Philip Lindsay. And then if you're punting quarterback, we have uh, back-to-back, we have Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz. Then a guy that I'm kind of staying away from, mostly just because of age, it's Jared Cook. Um, then we have Kerryon Johnson, another guy I'm staying away from, Detroit running back. And Christian Kirk rounds out that round. But, and Lauren, you had talked about him earlier, at the beginning of the ninth round is Matt Breda. So yes. um, are you taking Jordan Howard at 88, or are you waiting to see if you can get Matt Breda at 97. If I'm in PPR, I'm going to go Breda all day long. Not even a question. If I'm in standard, I'm surprised he's still on the board, frankly. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's another name here, too, that um, I just published an article about is three running backs to remember. Um, a lot of people are discounting Philip Lindsay with Gordon in that backfield, and they're discounting him again. So, you know, the, the old phrase, shame on, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. I had Philip Lindsay as a bust candidate last year, and he was like, oh, you think I'm a bust? Watch this. So I'm never going to do that again, ever. And um, there is not a single person that I've ever seen on a field who wants to be in the NFL with more heart, with more integrity and more passion than Philip Lindsay. And he does not care what it takes to stay on the field. And I, I'm going to take him this late. Give me Philip Lindsay. I don't care if he's my RB three, he can put him in my flex because if we're zero RB now, we're now into our third running back. So I'm really happy with him as a flex. I think he's going to have wonderful RB two upside. I think he's going to see RB one weeks. And frankly, Melvin Gordon hasn't played 16 games in two years. We're not quite sure about his sustainability either. I love the Denver Broncos offense. I'm a Mizzou girl. So I love Drew Locke. I love his ability to stretch out the field. And Lindsay is going to be an integral part of that offense. And if you can get him this late, heck yeah. Sign me up. Now watch him bust this year, and I was just one year too early. <laughs> <in the article. laughs> 
What about you guys? What do you think about this round here? Anybody, if you're fading any positions, are there any guys that you like this late? I love Matt Breda. Um, as, uh, mostly he in was PPR in the article leagues. as well, too, by the way. It was Matt Breda and Philip Lindsay and someone else. I love him in PPR leagues. In other leagues, not so much. Um, I think you're going to see something pretty similar to what the Eagles did last year with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. Um, but with a lot more targets to Breda. Chan Gailey, the offensive coordinator in Miami, loves to throw to the running back. Uh-huh. He averages like 120 targets per year, plus the Dolphins last year averaged about 120 running back targets. So when you add that together, I think it's going to equal like 140, especially with the pass catchers who've opted out. They're going to have to rely on running backs catching the ball. So Matt Breda could easily see 100 targets because the only other competition for catching passes there out of the backfield is Patrick Laird, who is probably going to steal 20 targets or something, but not more than that. Yeah, the, the competition isn't isn't exactly... And Jordan Howard's not going to steal a whole bunch of targets either. So Breda could be looking at 100 targets, which even if he only catches 60% of them, which would be wild because running backs usually catch at least 70-75%. Even if he only catches 60 of those... It averages like seven yards a carry. I mean, that is a great flex. Maybe an RB2, and with touchdowns, could even be a low-end RB1 in a PPR league. Oh, yeah. So there's so much upside there for him that you have to take a flyer on him. Phil, what about you? Uh, I think I'm going to go with my boy Carson, man. It's just so much disrespect. Uh, he had absolutely nobody. He's throwing the garbage cans out there last year. I'm not talking about bad about you, Greg Ward. You were okay. You know, but, for the but, record, I love Greg Ward. And he is no, uh, I, that's what I'm saying. I like Greg Ward a just lot. Just so you know, scoop up Greg Ward. I don't know where he is on here, but Doug Peterson did say that he has right now the chance to be the starting slot wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles to start the season. He in dynasty leagues is on waiver wires or practically yeah. free or super cheap. And you could probably pick him up if you're doing a redraft after the draft. You know what and I mean? And pick up Deshaun Jackson in every single best ball league you have. Oh yeah. Yes. For sure. Yes. But uh Porkman, sorry I cut you off there. No, no, you, you always cut me off. That's okay. I'm sure I'm uh, I'm used to it. Just and geez, Dad. Ugh, we can't take it <laughs> I know, right? He's like Shane Manella. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh yeah, he was he still does have um Earth, he has Goddard, and I absolutely love the Rager pick for him. Because mm-hmm. somebody else to stretch the field when Deshaun gets hurt and you know gets some time to recover. So we have that that little gap to fill at the end of the day. So yeah, definitely Carson for sure. I got all my buddies like hopping in on the chat. I'm digging it. Yeah, this is Michael. This is great. Um, So my guy here would have been Carson Wentz, but Porkman stole him from me. But the disrespect is definitely um, it's real. And uh, I just want to just take a quick moment here. Remember last year in the off season when everybody said that Baker Mayfield was like the number two, number three dynasty quarterback. And then he finished, I think his quarterback 17 or 19 Carson Wentz was a uh, quarterback one with far inferior weapons. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Freddie kitchens. Welcome to Northern New Jersey. Um, but a lot of these guys, I think, Mike, Brandon, yes, sir. Not to uh, go too much on the Carson Wentz, but I saw something on Twitter today. Who is the more talented quarterback, Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott? It's Carson Wentz. It's Carson. And you, you, I'll tell you what, almost every Cowboys fan I've talked to has said pretty much the same thing. Um, Dak Prescott, I give him a lot of credit for what he's done. Uh, Fourth-round draft pick, plays with a chip on his shoulder. I like his game a lot. 
But at the same point in time, even with having a guy like Jason Witten as your head coach, Jason Witten, Jason Garrett, sorry, it's Jason Witten. Both a couple of these. He looks like a coach. He does. Um, you should have been able to overcome that with the talent <laughs> that they have on that team. That he should definitely have more than one playoff win. I think he only has one playoff win. Should definitely have one. Probably should have a Super Bowl right now. He doesn't. I understand that Carson Wentz did not play in that Super Bowl that they won. However, without him, they wouldn't have been there. Nick Foles has missed more games in his career than Carson Wentz has. He's as injury prone, if not more. Wentz has a ability to elevate his teammates. So I think he is the better, um, just talent wise. Um, put him on the Cowboys and see how it looks. I would like to hear a non Eagles fan opinion on this, though. Lauren? That's a tough one. Um, how good are you? I mean, what is your talent really if you're then what you're surrounded with? Am I right? So, I mean, if we're going to do metrics and combines and 40 times and whatever, then, you know, that is what it is. But you're only as good as your team, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think um, the answer that I'm going to go with is who is the more fun to watch? For me, that's going to be Carson Wentz. I love the Eagles. I love their story. I love watching them play. Um I don't mind the Cowboys. I don't love them. I don't hate them, especially now that Tony Romo is gone. <laughs> Happy about that. See, I actually like Tony Romo, to be honest with you. No, okay. I He is an amazing announcer, and he's really good Fantastic. at it, and that makes me mad. However, he's you really look good. at him wrong, and his spleen ruptures. You know, like, <laughs> breaks drink back. a glass of milk, okay, and take your vitamins. <laughs> Like my my seven pound Pomeranian can tackle you and you will dislocate your shoulder. Not cool. And it was always like, oh, I'm I'm I I got pregnant and now I'm not. Let me put me back in in the fourth quarter and we'll suddenly rally to win. And it's like so old. No, stop it. I do wish that he would have. I wish ESPN would have stolen him to do Monday, Monday night. night oh yeah. Been, well, it was awesome. better than like Witten. You know, yeah. who like he talks was, like this and oh things God. were karate chopping. It was terrible. He was awful. But, you know, I love Jason Witten, though. I think he's absolutely fantastic. But and and uh, like all seriousness, I actually don't hate Tony Romo. It's just really funny to me, although it's not funny when someone gets hurt. So I just sound like a raging bitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. You are I'm also okay. really bad. The blues are losing. So I'm a little cantankerous. It's okay. It's completely understandable. Um, so we're going to move about the Flyers too. So yeah, I am yeah. Sure. Okay, they're mm, so they played the Canadians, right? Yes. So yeah. their their coach just had like emergency heart surgery. Yeah, uh, like no, they're playing night. for him heavy. Exactly. So they came out like basically with the the lightning bolts of Zeus and you know like the hammers of Hephaestus to go and just slay whatever demons they could, which <laughs> happened to sadly be the Flyers. One game. I think it's okay. Let them have this win, and you'll be okay. I'm a huge Flyers fan as well. All my best friends are Flyers fans, so. That's I love awesome. it. I guess that by proxy makes us best friends. Capture of one What's that? The caps? Are, oh. I don't like what the dang caps. Ugh. Get the caps. Even though I do love Obi. But let's go oh, back to football. <laughs> He's like a caveman. Um, so going back to the ninth round, here, here's where I see a little bit of a fall off. Although Nate is about to fall in love. We have we oh, talked boy. about Matt Breda. Um, uh, I'm about to okay. leave. Here's the guy that... I'm staying away from in all formats, and that's Sony Michelle. Then we have Emmanuel Sanders, who I think is going to be a fantastic wide receiver, too, for Drew Brees. Might end up being a better NFL acquisition than fantasy acquisition, but I still think he's going to have a good season. Then at 100 is Deontay Johnson, and then we go to Matthew Stafford, 
Austin Hooper, who I am out on this year. Too much talent in Cleveland mm-hmm. for him to overcome, I think. And we have Jamison Crowder. John Brown, out on him as well. Tevin Coleman, who Lauren is a massive fan of. and Super. Then we have the San Francisco 49ers defense, Noah Fant and Latavius Murray, who Latavius Murray, I've said this before, I think he has enough standalone value where he could be flex start or a good bye week fill-in. So get Latavius Murray late. But out of this ninth round, what do you guys think, Lauren? Let's start with you. Could we we narrow it down to like maybe fewer than every player on all 32 teams that you just named? Right. That was like like a lippy. Right. What is up? So welcoming to Fantasy Rewind. It's from his travels. We got Chev and Nooney. Chev, this is Lauren. Lauren, Chev. Lauren, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. A little late there, Chev. <laughs> hey, I've been playing with some Barbie dolls. I got caught up playing with the kids, so that's nice. my, fault. Nice. my fault. Oh, I had to fault. throw the kids in there and make sure you know you weren't outed. I get it. And they're not even mine. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> he took them for somebody. <laughs> somebody special. Um, all right, so you want me to just go over a few of those guys again? Is that what yes, you're doing? Mike, <laughs> yes. Can I just say, if you're drafting a defense not in the last round, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. I know it might, yeah. take, it might take a little bit of effort, but you should be streaming defenses. There's no reason not to stream defenses. Ever. Yeah, so usually when I do redraft, my second to last round pick is my defense, and my last round pick is my kicker. If there's kickers, if there's no kickers, then my last pick is a defense. No, your kicker should be like your sixth round pick for Justin Tucker. And then- I don't. I don't even draft. I don't draft kicker at all. Yeah, I don't even even, draft if, even if I'm in a league that has a kicker, I wait until the night before to pick up a kicker and start it. I love him. it. Start it. So just start, start it. Yeah, start him. Um, <laughs> that's okay. So I'll just go. I'll touch on the highlights here. Uh, we already talked about Matt Bradis. We'll leave him out. Sony Michelle, Deontay Johnson, Matt Stafford. Tevin Coleman and Latavius Murray. So I think it depends on what your strategy was for quarterback, right? So um, in the article for Fantasy Pros, I have um, Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson, I think, usually getting drafted at that fifth round position because the point of zero RB is to load up at the talents in the first through the fifth rounds. So with the strategy, you're allowed to kind of maybe reach for guys in those in those times. So let's say you already drafted your quarterback. Um, you've already drafted your tight end at this point. Um, This is one of the reasons I love late value wide receivers. Um, I love Deontay Johnson. I love him. I love him. I love him. And I will target him in every single draft I can, especially at this price. Okay. What do you guys think? They agree with me clearly. Next question. (laughs) Nate Nate definitely does. I know he does. (laughs) Do you want to talk about Deontay Johnson here? I don't think I need to talk about Deontay Johnson any more than I already have, (laughs) but I'm just going to say Deontay Johnson as your wide receiver two, you should be more than happy with that. And so possibly wide receiver him, three, depending on you, who you took in your first couple rounds. Yeah, if yeah. you're not going zero wide receiver, then you probably get him as your flex. If you go zero wide receiver, which I do recommend for redraft this year, mm-hmm. if he's your wide receiver two, as long as Big Ben is healthy, I don't see a way that he is not a wide receiver two at the end of the year. And P.S. real quick, my girl Linda is listening right now, and she is all about that Blake Jarwin hype. Let's get yeah, it, girl. Lions, she just won a signed Blake Jarwin jersey from our Women of Fantasy Football charity raffle. That is hers. She is excited, and big shout-out to her daughter, Piper. That's it. Why are people hating on Blake Jarwin so much? I don't understand it. Hey, I, don't I, mean, know. I think he could, there's a possibility. He could have, if you think I'm not about hating it, on him. They lost Randall Cobb. They lost, I think, Tavon Austin. And they lost uh, Jason oh, well, Witten. 
Sorry. So you you lost three, and all they really added was CD Lamb. So the and they just paid the man. They paid him a lot of money, and they yeah. believe that he can do it, and he's going to take over that. And like I said, with Jason Witten, he had 41 targets, and he was able to get three touchdowns off of those. And yeah. Jason Witten still in that offense. With Jason Witten coming back from, you know, Blade Hands Monday night, got 82 <laughs> targets in that offense. So there is volume to be had there. I love yeah. it. I don't know why. I just, I don't get it. People are hating on Jarwin for no reason. And especially in Dynasty, like they're just throwing him to the scrap heap. I think you can get him cheap. I think he's a fantastic buy right now. I think he could be I really just need any excuse to do this. You could you could just sit there and do that. Robot Mike. <laughs> Chev, Robot Mike is dead. He has been put to the scrap. Oh, thank goodness. It's like I'm trying to chop his head. So, <laughs> Chev, just to catch up real quick. So we're talking about zero strategy here. I was just going through guys that you could get in the ninth round. Um, what are you thinking about some of these guys that I named? Is there anybody in particular that you would be picking up here? No, yeah, I think Matthew Stafford, I mean, that's a great late pickup for quarterback. I mean, he's got some good talent around him. Hopefully, TJ Hawkinson can definitely produce a little bit more this next season. Stay and throwing, throwing DeAndre Swift in there, too, catching passes out of the backfield. So, I definitely like getting Stafford late. And, I mean, I'm even getting, like, Drew Brees late early when we started drafting early. So, I mean, even Drew Brees is a good pickup, too. Speak of my language there, Chev. Um, Lions are actually um, – I wasn't on board with this until it was – well-spoken, whispered into my ear. Um, I Lions are a dark horse to win that division. It, it, mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me. Really? Yes. Saying this to the guy with the Bears hat on, Chef, what are your <laughs> thoughts on that? You know, as long as it's not the Packers, I, I could really care less. You See, know? I know. It's like a you know, friend of, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I don't really care. My husband is a Lions fan. But, you know, I'm let's sorry. give let's – give, I know. Let's give him some joy, right? Some joy. Well, you Some should joy. tell him that marrying you is the joy. I I know it. That's what he says, and I still feel bad because is it the joy? Is it? <laughs> Bring I'm Calvin Johnson sure. back, and then I think the, I think they'll be able to make we'll make the playoffs. Ah, jeez. I mean, Kenny Galladay, <laughs> come on. You want to talk about a beast? But there's a lot of turmoil going on in Green Bay right now in that quarterback room. So I, mean, I said this before, but it could be Aaron Rodgers and Fuego or no bueno. We don't know. Yeah. Um, Minnesota's going to have some changes going on. They did lose Stefan Diggs. I don't necessarily think that's a big knock, but their defense really took some big blows. Yeah. Um, the Bears are also going through a lot of quarterback row. Rose, woes, maybe Rose. Who, maybe they'll fight. I don't know. Um, not really the most stable, I think, but the Lions have the most stable. Added added weapons, better defense, better offensive line, healthy, you know, awesome quarterback in Matt Stafford, a lot of offensive weapons. So I think that'll be fun to watch this year. And then they'll disappoint everybody and we'll all cry and wish we'd ever said it. You know, Lauren, you make a great point. The Vikings defense did take a lot of great blows this offseason, but what shouldn't take a great blow is your crotch. And support for you for the Dynasty Rewind is brought to you by Manscaped.com, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. You like that segue? That was a good one. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Lauren, I apologize for this, uh, but you are on a podcast filled with men. Um, I'm probably hairier than all of you, so continue. All right. Hey well, then if you, all you need is the promo code at the bottom of the screen here and uh, you get 20% off and free shipping, their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents or womanscaping accidents. Millions of balls or whatever else are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. 
accidents are a thing of the past and when i tell you it's premium i need premium we all have it we've all used it we can all vouch for it it is fantastic you think it's just a trimmer it's really not it's freaking awesome i could tell you that one of the coolest features is the led light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming i used it in the dark with the shower on it is waterproof you know what i have to test this stuff out i don't want to be a liar so listen if you're listening to me speak right now which i apologize for i want you to experience firsthand for yourself sean will come manscape you at your house so trim that junk of yours get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code pork 20 right down here at the bottom of your screen named after our very own pork man so let's get back into mike yes i just want to confirm this is what you said as your transition that your crotch should not take a blow well yeah you don't want to get punched in the crotch right should we do we need to explain things to you dear (laughs) so we can have that conversation off air you know it's okay That's the All after right. show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to Pork Man to explain it. Nate. rewind after dark. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll explain it to you later. You know, we have the birds in the bees. <laughs> He's in the old man chair, so I'm sure he'll be good at it. So, got it. I, I wish we, we could, like, we could do the Dynasty Rewind after show live because sometimes I think the after show is better than our actual podcast. I could tell you. What we should do is we should do some sort of something for people. Like if you're a listener of the show or a fan or something like that, we should invite you in to come hang out with us on the after show, which would be fun. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're straight dumb after the show. So. <laughs> yeah. It's Me and uh, Chef has some very long conversations after the show. It's yeah, bad. that's why I leave the room open so you guys can just stay on and talk as long as you want. So, but um, hey, let's move on to the tenth round. This is this is interesting. Okay, I'm gonna try not to name all 32 teams here, Lauren. But um, there's, a, <laughs> there's a couple guys I'm staying away from here. The first one, 109, is Marlon Mack. I'm staying away because I think Jonathan Taylor takes that job probably sooner rather than later. Could we all agree on that? Right? Maybe. Yes, sir. But if you do miss out on Jonathan Taylor and you do want to have um, a piece you can get late to have the first couple weeks of being your high-volume guy, he's been named the starter. I don't hate it. Not as your full full season go-to guy. But if yeah. you do need some depth at the position, don't hate it. Yeah. Um, so Michael Huff says he's down for an after show appearance. You are scheduled for a actual show appearance, which is next week. <laughs> We're going to have him and Anthony Servino on. I'm Sir Servino. He- his name oh. is Sir Servino from now on. Servino. Because so. I said so. All right. So you can <laughs> obviously stay for the after I'll show as well. So, um, but moving on in the 10th round, a uh, couple guys here that I love Darius Slayton, Hayden Hurst. And then, Lauren, you had mentioned before about Daryl Henderson kind of staying away there. Um, CD Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Jerry Judy. TJ Hawkinson. So I just wanted to point out some of these main guys here. But uh, Porkman, I don't think I got you to talk about the last round. So what are, is there any guy yeah, here that stands can, out to you? Say a couple because I forgot. You said somebody I like and I totally forgot his name. Justin Jefferson is what he, he said. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. I'd say Justin Jefferson. We also have uh, Daryl Henderson, Hayden Hurst, Darius Slayton, and a guy I'm staying away from, Marlon Mack. Although Lauren did make a great point that for early season, he could be fantastic for your team. It was Hayden Hurst. I, I forgot his totally name that quick. Uh, definitely Hayden and Hurst for and me. And I'm the old man, but carry on. We're both old. <laughs> I thought I'm older than both of you. <laughs> well, we're not going to say that because, you know, that's... You're not allowed to ask a woman her age, so... Exactly. Okay, I'm 37. There, finished. I'm 35, so... See, I'm older than you. <laughs> not by much. I'm good at math, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Poor yeah, Hayden Hurst for me. Uh, all those vacated targets with Hooper gone. 
Um, and the uh, field is going to be wide open, especially with Julio and Calvin Johnson stretching their field. The middle of that field is going to be open. And in my opinion, Hayden Hurst is a better athlete than Austin Hooper. So he's going to be getting freaking gashing yards out there. So, yeah, give me Hurst for that one. And sure. I agree. And you may miss out on Hayden Hurst on your draft. Let's just say, God forbid you do, because I'm also targeting, uh, targeting Hayden Hurst as well. Um, even if you don't, someone's going to draft him and he's not going to score 3,000 points in weeks one, two, or three. They're going to drop him, pick him up off waivers. Exactly. That's that's how it's going to take him just a little bit of time to get his feet underneath him and get going. And once he does, he is going to be a stud. Yep. For sure. That's very final, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to speak these things into existence, and when I put it out into the atmosphere, the atmosphere is like, oh, no, girl. Then it's just going to not do it because I said so. Chef, is there anybody on this list that uh, stands out to you? You know, I think I still want a piece of C.D. Lamb. I still okay. think he could be a guy that can get a good amount of catches and probably possibly get close to seven to 900 yards, somewhere around in there. So I'm definitely still wanting to target him, even though uh, there's so many different players that can get the ball. I mean, you got to feed Zeke somewhat, uh, but they do have a new coach there that likes to throw the football like you guys are talking about earlier. So I definitely still would like to get a piece of him. Justin Jefferson's in an offense where they want to run the ball a lot. So I'm not too certain on him in redraft right now, but Dynasty, fire him up. He's ready to go. The one thing I will say, because uh, we're talking about Justin Jefferson with Minnesota, right? I didn't forget that. Yep. Uh, Kevin Stefanski, who was the one that had the the big time running game, is now in Cleveland. So that that run that run to pass ratio may end up changing a little bit. And then there's the you know departure of Stefan Diggs. I think Je- Justin Jefferson has one of the better opportunities immediately to make an impact. Mm-hmm. But full disclosure, I do not like rookies in redraft. If you can stay away stay. from a rookie, stay yeah. away. Um, I love Jerry Judy. I think he can make an impact, but I'm still staying away. Um, that the only one, there's two. There's a, actually two. Um, you said Ceedee Lamb. If I think people are going to take him way too high, though. Um, another one that people don't talk about is Denzel Mims with the uh, Jets. They have the third most vacated targets. Better offensive line for Sam Darnold, and um, I think that he could he could make a splash. Uh, be a good streamer. I want to say he did something to his hamstring. Possibly he hurt his hamstring maybe a little bit. I think I saw that maybe. Oh, did he really? Why does he have to go do that? Oh, he did that because, on because New York's a big city and he's afraid of it. Afraid. I'd be, you know, I, I, I hear, you know, Times Square is a hot mess. I don't know. I've never been. There was an article that was public that said uh, that came out. It said when he visited Philadelphia, he was terrified and he was scared. You guys sti- have a jail in your stadium. I had, would be scared too. We have a jail in our stadium. It was still have- there at one point, ergo, it is have. We don't have that stadium anymore. They took it away. It's still a jail in a stadium that you once had. Uh, so it will, ergo, always be there. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Nate, how about you before we head out? Um, I'll be honest. I don't remember anybody you said, except for Hayden Hurst. Slayton. No, I told I like you guys you'd be sorry having me on this thing. It's you're like, feel free to be open and yourself. I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> that is exactly what we want. Yeah, I'm taking really? Hayden Hurst every single time. Okay, that guy's yeah. gonna be a top six tight end at the end of the year. Um, what's not to like this late? I agree. It's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, so we're at about an hour. Um, I agree with all you guys. Love Hayden Hurst. Um, Chef, I don't hate taking CD there, but as a rule, I generally take stay away from rookies. Then again, you also have to see how the draft goes too. There could be a time where you think that that rookie is going to give you better options than a wide receiver for another team. There so, you go. It's just uh, just one of those things. So, um, before we head out. Sorry, there's a fly in my room. It's freaking driving me crazy. Um, Lauren, thank you again for coming on. I know, it's it's fucking the crap out of me. It's like my cat. I should have had the cat come in here, but she doesn't even go after the fly. She just lays there and looks at him. So, um, also Michael Huff with another. There's 2019 Miles Sanders. I could, I could see that, for sure. You know. I'm not quite sure how bold that is or why a a mic needs to be like abused in such a manner for like a pretty vanilla statement. Yeah. I mean, I I don't, I don't, don't drop J Mike. He, he might not like that. So, (laughs) but uh, Lauren, thank you again uh, for coming on, hanging out with us. You're welcome back. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. I really enjoyed myself. Sorry. I was looking down. I'm also keeping track of the St. Louis blues hockey game right now. And I don't know why, because all it does is make me angry. And there's a lot of people that are in our dynasty shares chat group who, who know me. And I have a very specific word that I put in front of hockey a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've actually been, uh, Use my imagination. Mm, don't need to starts with F. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I checked back on the <laughs> Dynasty Shares group. Um, it looks like everyone's giving Jordan a hard time for me butchering his name. I am so sorry. Richardson. And in case anyone's wondering what Lauren's talking about, it's just right there. And that's Faith. Oh. Check her. Check Faith, her out. On I love I think you. It's at Leap of Faith. Is that correct? Yeah. And she is the she's the reason that this is in existence. Yeah. And get that a little this, closer so we can this, see. Hold on. Here we go. This is probably Tito's. Just, just go ahead <laughs> and just put right over there. This is Tito's. There yep. we go. <laughs> so, Chev, it's been a while. Um, is oh, there boy. anything that you would like to say to us before you leave? Lauren, we usually, uh, the guys like to do a prayer before we leave. So, uh, I'm in. Jeb, I don't know if you have any. I to kind of put you on the spot there. I apologize. I don't have one, but let me see if I can find somebody that has one real quick. All right, that's fine. I, I'll tell you what. Until you do that, why don't we, uh, Nate? Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter? You can find me at Nate NFL. And I'm sorry that I wasn't listening. I was trying to make a trade for Blake Jarwin. Give me like two seconds. That's <laughs> fine. Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at FF Porkman. I'll say this there. now. If you are so inclined, you can follow me at the Bauer 85 Before you follow this show at Dynasty Rewind, subscribe to our YouTube. Porkman's got a lot of great stuff. I think he's going to start writing his weekly articles again come season time, right? Sure, for uh, Mr. Bob Long. You're going to do that, right? As I look forward to reading them. Oh, my God. And look at this. What's up? And So welcoming back to the Dynasty Rewind after a, a long absence, we have our very own former colleague, but still very close to our heart, Garrett Price. Garrett is America's sweetheart. As her <laughs> sweetheart, he is the Malone Mauler and many other things. Garrett, it is great to see you again. Hey, it's good to be here, man. I uh Chev and I were downstairs like playing Barbies and stuff. He's like, Oh yeah, I gotta be uh, I gotta be on the show. I was like, Oh snap. So he ran upstairs and I'm just chilling on the bed playing golf on my phone. And he's like, Hey, do you got a verse? I was like, Yeah, I got a verse. So he's got one. <laughs> All right, so Joshua chapter one, uh, verse nine. 
Uh, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, a little bit of background here. Um, you know, right after this, this is when uh, Moses had died and the Israelites are like kind of trying to look for like, who's going to lead us? How is this going to go? Uh, you know, and we see we see this all the time in our own life where we have, you know, these these systems set up or these people in our lives. And, you know, we we, we look to them and, and, and a lot of our hope is put into them. And then something happens or, you know, we, we lose our job or we lose that structure. Or we lose that person. And all of a sudden we're like, man, I don't I don't I don't know what to do. Um, you know, and that's kind of where the Israelites were. Um, and you see this all throughout the chapter. But uh, God says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I think that holds true in our lives as well. Like, you know, it, it's it's easy it's easy to, you know, be discouraged when, when life doesn't go the way that we think it should, or, um, you know, we, we, we get caught up in, uh, you know, the frustrating aspects of life. But, uh, you know, if, if we can really live, like we, we trust that God is with us wherever we go, if we can really live, like, you know, there's, there's someone that has our back at all time that changes our perspective, that changes the way we look at things, that changes the way that we do things. Um, and I think it's ultimately, uh, encouraging for your life. Amen. Oh, awesome. Thank you. It's it's been a long time, but uh, I also forgot how handsome you were. Just seeing that smile and face. I usually forget how handsome I am too. So it's it's good to. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Garrett. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. Um, stop being so damn busy so we could have you on more. I'm often. sorry. I'll, I'm, I'll I'll pop back in again, but I'm gonna let Chef finish it up. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks, Garrett. So that good. was fantastic. Now I had to make sure I could put Chev's name back right. Oh, I Chef back here. Think, oh, is that how he is that how he types it out? I don't know, but it's awesome. There it is. Perfect. So so Chev, um, thank you for doing that. It was great to see Garrett again. It's also great to see you again. So tell everybody where we can find you on Twitter. Yeah, so you can find me at Chev Boyard, boy with an I. And also I'm on Dynasty Vipers writing articles now. So be on the lookout for some of those. That's right. So check out uh, Chef. And I didn't even have a chance. I didn't take a lunch break today, so I didn't have a chance to read that article yet. But I'm going to read that uh, probably tomorrow morning. I was running the shop today. I run around like crazy. Did you even work? Come on, man. I know. I hate it. So <laughs> um, in here. Pops was just in here, too. So uh, I'm sorry I stole your dad. <laughs> Lauren, uh, I know to say. Chef's dad absolutely loves pork, man. And everybody loves pork, man. So, he hey, listen. <laughs> Lauren, thank you again for stopping by. Find her at Stepmom Lauren and the plethora of websites that she writes for. A lot of fantastic stuff going on. Uh, we look forward to having you back on sometime. So everybody, thank you again. Remember, stickers are here. T-shirts are here. If you want one, slide into my DMs. Um, no, I will do not donate to your bogus charity. Just so you know, I do research any charity that you hit me up with in my DMs. If it is not real, I will delete your message and block you. Just so you know. Okay, All I have right. the internet. I can look it up. Um, but T-shirts are here. Stickers are here. Hoodies are coming. So until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Woo!